Welcome back to another Johanningsmeyer Talk Sports with Friends. I'm your host, Noah Johanningsmeyer, joined alongside Ryan Locke. And today, we're going to be talking about the next college basketball season after Baylor just walked off its national champions in the past one. And we're going to start with our way-too-early top 25s. Ryan, who's your number one team going into next season? I think Gonzaga just has to be it. They're going to bring in one of the best recruiting classes in the nation, and they are coming off a great run, one of the the best teams made possibly we've ever seen. They couldn't finish off in the end after Baylor this season. And then I think that if they pull in Chet Holmgren, I don't think it matters if Timmy stays or goes. Yeah, I agree with you right now. I have Gonzaga as my number one team. And yeah, if they have Timmy and Chet, they're definitely number one. Or if they even just have one of them, I think they stay at the number one spot. And then number two, Ryan, do you, who do you have there? I have Michigan. They have the number one recruiting class, bringing in Caleb Houston, one of the best small forward in his class. And you saw how Michigan, how big and impactful they were in the Big Ten this season. It's just hard to not choose them at number two. Yeah, it's hard to go against Michigan, but a lot of experts are, and it's been surprising. I also have Michigan as my number two team, and I, I have them there because just looking at their class with two five-stars, three fours, and a three-star, they're absolutely loaded. And then throw that in with Hunter Dickinson. They might have another Fab Five there developing in Michigan. And then who's your number three team entering to this next college basketball season? I have UCLA, but this is only if John Juzang stays another year. They're bringing in a five-star recruit to help Juzang. He's a great shooter. And then they also not losing anyone. Tiger Campbell staying and uh, Jack Quez Jr., there's just everyone who helped them in that NCAA tourney run is all going to be there for this upcoming season. Yeah, I agree with you. UCLA, Johnny Juzang is the big question. But at number three, I don't have UCLA. I actually have Kansas. I believe in this team's ability to come back. I mean, they struggled a little bit last year, but they still stayed within the top 15, top 25 most of the year. And, I mean, they're keeping some of the or most of their team losing maybe one or two guys but then they have a transfer in Cam Martin who averaged 25 points per game last year and they also bring in three top 100 recruits I think the Jayhawks got a great chance at rebounding who's your four my four is Duke I think that the Blue Devils have brought in a bunch of great recruits uh Paolo Brinturo if he ends up coming I'm pretty sure is Brinturo the one uh uncommitted right now that has Duke in his I'm pretty sure, but if they end up getting Banchero, that's going to be a huge addition for the Blue Devils. I'm going to agree with you with Duke at four. Who do you have at five? I have Purdue. I think that the Boilermakers, with everyone returning, they're going to be a great team in college basketball this opening season. Ivy, Williams, and all those players are just going to get better. They had a young team last season, and all those young players are going to be there for the next season. At five, I got the Maryland Terrapins. Even though they struggled last year and they were super young, all they're going to be losing this offseason is more sell. And I believe in the Terrapins to be able to rebound from that tough year last year and get back on top, near or at least close to the top of the Big Ten and in the top five in college basketball as a whole. Who do you have at six? At six, I have Ohio State. You know, the start of Dylan Washington Lydell are set to return. I don't see them I see them coming out of the draft as of right now. And they also will be adding Malachi Branham, who is a top ten recruit right now. 
And it's just a no-brainer to put them as in as a top 10 team right now. Yeah, I got Purdue at six. Like you were saying, it's such a young team last year. And just you can expect a huge step from the gym rat, Jaden Ivey. Expect him to come out as one of the best players in the Big Ten, not if not all of college basketball. And then down low, Trevion Williams and Zach Eady. Those two just sub in for one another. And I don't see either of them really in a one-on-one matchup being stopped. And then once they get that double, there's going to be shooters open. And then at seven, who do you have? At uh, seven, I have Bama. And when I was making this, this was, I made it way before. Bama just pulled in a former five-star forward also into their class, in the transfer portal. So I think Bama is going to be a really good team next year. Possibly the SEC is stacked right now from the, all this transfer portal news. And it's going to be a really close conference. I think I think the Big Ten and SEC will be the one and two in conferences this year after what these two teams are doing. And I think Bama's going to be the one in the SEC after J.D. Davidson and uh, is Quiverly going to stay or not? We don't know. But even if Quiverly leaves, I think they'll still be a top 10 team. Yeah, I agree with you. The SEC and Big Ten going to be pretty good next season. But at my seven, I have UCLA. It's really just laying on whether or not Juzang stays. Of course, they're going to be a top 10 team after that run they had in this past tournament if Juzang stays and the new talent they're bringing in. And then at eight, who do you have? At eight, I have Maryland, where they brought in, I think that Maryland right now is the clear winners of the portal. Right now, because as of right now, they brought in Quadis Wahab and Fats Russell, who are two great players to add on to their young talent from last season. And they're just going to add more help for their young core from last year. At eight, I got the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's really just completely on Liddell and Washington. No doubt if those two guys stay there, top 10 team, if they're both gone, they're going to be really struggling next season. Who do you have at number nine? At nine, I have the Kansas Jayhawks. Jalen Wilson, David McCormick are great returning players for them to have. And I think that they have a really good recruiting class as of right now. So it's just hard to not have them in your top 10. For me at nine, I got Kentucky. Just this transfer portal is insane what they're getting. If Isaiah Jackson comes back, these Wildcats are going to be scary next season. And then at 10, who do you have, Ryan? I have Florida State, the number two recruiting class in the nation as of right now. And then you're also going to add that to the team that went kind of deep in the tourney you saw them lose to michigan in the sweet 16 i believe so it's just all around that just adding the number two recruiting class to that i think is gonna boost them a lot at number 10 i have the baylor bears cannot count out the defending national champions even though they will lose a lot i believe in this program to still be near the top of college basketball next season now ron do you have any hot takes in your top 25 to finish it out after we just explain our top 10? I think that my hottest take in all of this uh, is probably I have Oregon 15th. And that's because they're adding Nathan Bale to that do that big man, Nafali Dante down low. I think Oregon's a team to watch out for this upcoming season. My hot take is I put the Indiana Hoosiers at 25th. I see some transfers coming in. I see, yes, they're, they're losing some pieces, but their best player, Trace Jackson Davis, is staying. They're going to have a new system. I think they could come out looking great and be a top 25 squad. And now, Ryan, just looking ahead throughout this entire season, 
you already said it, but which conference do you think will be the most dominant? I think after what's happening in this transfer portal, I think once everything's said and done, it's going to be the SEC. I think the Big Ten is going to keep it close, but I don't see the Big Ten making as many moves right now on the transfer portal as I've seen as for the SEC. Arkansas, uh, Auburn, Bama, the Wildcats, and uh, Vanderbilt all are making big moves big moves in the transfer portal as of right now. And it's just really hard to miss, like, miss out on what they're building. But for me, I, I see what you're saying. But when you look at the Big Ten versus SEC, sure, the SEC is making big moves, but don't they have to make these moves to catch up to the Big Ten? They they fell behind the Big Ten this past season, I think, no doubt. I think the I think the Big Ten is I think that the Big Ten is losing a lot this upcoming season, losing Io, losing uh, what's the Michigan? I'm forgetting the Michigan players, but the Michigans I think they're fine with losing it because they're all springing the number one class. But I think that the Big Ten's still losing a lot, and you're gonna see teams like Illinois, Ohio State, possibly. And uh, all these other top teams just fall mm-hmm. off a cliff this upcoming season. And then for the SEC, the bomb low teams just only got better. Tennessee, Brown, five-star Kennedy, Kennedy Chandler. And then you also see Auburn bringing in transfers, bringing in a number four overall uh, prospect in the nation right now. It's just Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas. Uh, Florida is also a team to never bet against you see florida mike white can lead that team really far every year and then you also have kentucky uh arkansas who i think arkansas is one of the best teams in the nation if they can continue pulling in a big transfers missouri's the only team that's gonna suck losing xavier pinson it's just Vander- vanderbilt has somehow built that up. jerry stackhouse has built that program back up and i think that if we don't see Missouri. Missouri lost Xavier Pinson, the dude who's going to give you thirty nightly. He's just he was he constantly had thirty points in SEC play, and it was just big loss for uh, Missouri to lose. Okay, now that you got your ten minute rant about your SEC bias out of the way, let's let's look at this like uh, just big picture. So just I was losing Luca Garza, so they're gonna fall down. They're going to get worse. So the Big Ten, they're going to lose t- a team like Iowa. But Michigan State's going to rebound. They're going to be back in the top 25. Purdue's going to fly up in the rankings. You you said it yourself. You have them at number five. You also have four Big Ten teams in your top eight. And you're claiming that the SEC is better than the Big Ten? All right. I would also have a few SEC teams higher after what just happened is all I'm going to say right now. I think that after this past week of transfer portal has been great for the SEC, and that top twenty five was made before the, all that week. I would have more SEC teams up higher, and I think I include Auburn, and I probably have a few more SEC teams in my top twenty five. But I wouldn't have Illinois. I had Illinois thirteenth because of Adam Miller. I think Adam Miller's going to have a breakout year, but now that he's in the transfer portal, I just don't see Illinois. I think Illinois is going to be a bottom 20 team. Bottom 20 team? So you mean like 20 through 25? Not like no, bottom of no, the no, entire No, no, 25 college. through like 29. Okay, okay. So barely in the rankings, yeah. just kind of receiving votes all season like the Boilermakers yeah. were this past season. 
And then just looking back at this overall, so you have Michigan at four, Purdue at five, Ohio State at six, Maryland at eight. What uh, SEC team would fly ahead of them? Because the closest one you have is 14, Kentucky, and 16, Arkansas, behind these teams, behind the Big Ten teams. Arc, Bama right now would move up probably to top five after that uh, transfer came in. Former five-star forward. They needed a big man like that this season for them to be higher, which I said in my reasoning that without their big, without a big man, this team is limited this season. But now adding on to that big, I think they'll be a top five team. And then also, once the transfer portal is said and done, two out of four, Great players will probably end up coming to Kentucky between Davion Mintz, Adam Miller, Marcus Carr, and uh, the UNLV transfer. I'm forgetting his name right now. 17 points per game. Uh, but I think that one, of, two of those four will come because of how it's just situated. Adam Miller has been working on Bryson Hopkins. There's been leaks of possibly Adam Miller already coming to Kentucky. And then it's also with Marcus Carr, if he goes pro or comes to Kentucky... And then I think Mintz is 50-50 still. And then the UNLV transfer is just in case Carr doesn't end up coming. So in college basketball, we already have an ACC and Big Ten challenge and a Big 12 and SEC. But right now we're arguing SEC and Big Ten. Oh, wait, I, so we need an SEC look out, Big Ten Look out challenge. for Kentucky Michigan December 20th. That's going to be a big game. Yeah, that will be a big game for sure. And I, I just can't really – I it's hard for me to pick the SEC over the Big Ten right now. I just see the Wolverines climbing up back on top like they did this past season. And then Duke – or Purdue, not Duke, is going to have a great year. Ohio State, if they keep their main guys, Liddell and Washington. Maryland, watch out for them. They're definitely on the rise. Watch out for the Big Ten in general. Uh, I think that – the Big Ten is going to be number one or number two this season. But I just, after seeing what they did in the tournament, I just don't know how to rate some team. I don't know how, even that with the SEC. There's just, I feel like there's going to be a tournament underrated like how we did with the Pac-12 this season. And then once it comes to training time, one these teams are just going to outperform all these other, like the teams we have as our one and two conferences. Obviously, like how the Big 12 and Big 10 just underperformed compared to what they should have in the tournament. What the Pac-12 did this year will never happen again. They A conference will never be this underrated again because of COVID. They started late and only played within their own conference. And then they just beat up on each other. Every team was inconsistent in conference play. Who And I just I just think that's not possible to happen again. Yeah, I think that if we see, I think if we see, like, the Big 12, I think the Big 12 will be under a this upcoming season. I think that they may be losing a lot, but they're also going to be gaining a few top talents. And it's just hard for me to not keep the Big 12 successful still. Yeah, the Big 12 could struggle this year, but I think Canvas, or Kansas will shoot back onto the top of college basketball just it's definitely a return of the blue bloods real quick ryan finish off this little short podcast who right now can you just pick out and say is your final four squads oh 
Are we talking about current rosters or assuming rosters? You're just going to guess everything that happens until April whatever is the national championship. Purdue. Kentucky. I think that can with those two transfers, I think that with two of those transfers, I think Kentucky's going to be a top team this season. They're going to be a really experienced front court and back court. It's just hard to choose against the Wildcats with what they're bringing in. And then this one may be a little bold, but I ha- I'm going to have Duke, and then I'm going to include Michigan. Two Big Ten teams. I was really – I hated on Michigan this season, but – I actually like what Michigan is doing this upcoming season compared to what I've liked in the past. Well, I'm really confused what you were saying was bold. Well, because you, you have three teams in your top I, five. Well, no, I was going to I changed my mind on the Duke. I was going to put in I was going to put in Arkansas, but then I decided that that's unlikely to SEC do Big Ten. In the th- OK, so I got Purdue, Kentucky, just like you. We, we, we are Purdue, Kentucky fans. <laughs> We both made each other think they're such great teams, and we're going to ride or die with those two teams all season long. But other than those two, I got to go out, and it's really hard to pick this, but I also want to say a team like Wichita State or Memphis or like UConn, one of those kind of just receiving votes teams to start off the year. That maybe could struggle, but then get tournament time. I think, I think come out. you having Memphis ranked is a big, like, overstatement. I think that with Memphis losing Boogie Ellis and the transfer portal, they're gonna fall off. I disrespected Houston, and I think Memphis will still win their conference. I just think that they're not gonna be that good once it comes turning time. Okay, now to finish off my final four that Ryan rudely interrupted, <laughs> I have. Purdue, Kentucky, Oregon, and UNC. Wait, so you aren't going to have a bomb team? I thought you were saying you were going to put... I was, but I put my 19th and 20th instead of my 22nd. Hmm. I like the Oregon pick. The UNC, I don't like. I think they're losing too much to go this far. They are losing a lot, but I just like a new coach and just upset the whole world. (laughs) All right. And the return of the Boo Bloods overall. And now, Ryan, out of your final four, what's the national championship and who wins it? Well, I think that we're going to see... I wanted to see a Purdue-Kentucky championship, but I think we're going to see a Kentucky-Michigan. I think that Purdue and Kentucky are going to be the two and three one seeds. I think Purdue, I have Purdue winning the Big Ten as of right now, just because of how much experience they're having. Come back, they're having the whole team come back. Last time we saw something like that was probably, honestly, Illinois this season. This season was Illinois. They had a lot returning. Adam Miller was one of the few new guys, and it was just overall. I think that we're gonna see a team dominate like how Illinois did in the regular season for Purdue. Okay, who wins the Kentucky-Michigan matchup? Uh, I think we're going to see Kentucky win. I won, Well, I want to see the Cats win it all, of course. But I think that, because I'm assuming that they get Marcus Carr right now. I think adding a 20-point-per-game score to that team as of right now is just a great addition for the Wildcats. And they're going to have, 
I think Damian Collins will look like what Anthony Davis did back in 2011 in the national championship, who put up five blocks. I think they're gonna have Anthony. He's gonna have an Anthony Davis type of role. Saying Damian Collins was averaging eight blocks per game in high school this year. I think that it's just insane to see a player with that type of defense. And then Collins has the offensive ability. Isaiah Jackson, Anthony Davis came into it with the came in college without offensive ability like Damian Collins has. He's taking step back threes right now from deep. And he's a forward, seven foot tall. It's just insane. Well, I think he's going to have a big bleep this upcoming season. Okay, so for my final four, I think the matchups will be Kentucky versus North Carolina. North Carolina will hit a buzzer beater to move on to the national championship game. <laughs> and then Oregon <laughs> and Purdue will be a final four matchup. Jaden Ivey will leave, will lead the Boilermakers past the Ducks, and then also past the Tar Heels. I really hate you for that North Carolina-Kentucky game. Well, just expect it to happen, because I just saw the future, and I see a buzzer beater. Did you also see the pass where Malik Monk hits a game-time three-point, and Luke May goes down. Two seconds left, pass it Luke May. It's good. UNC moves on to the Final Four, and De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, and Bam Adebayo never win that national championship they were supposed to win. Okay, and that will do it for this edition of Johannes Meyer Talk Sports with Friends. Thanks, Ryan.